you know, we have an obligation as a board to ensure due process for anybody that comes before us. Welcome to Far North Tokers. This is episode 167, January 12th, 2020, with your host, Mid-Toker. Thank you all for listening. Two-part show today. First off, each month I go in and sit down with manager of Alaskan Blooms Cultivation, Marcy Luther, and we talk about what's going on there at Alaskan Blooms for the month. Kind of get an update, let you guys know what's going down. And we started smoking this Chernobyl and... We just kept on talking, had a good little conversation. Just nothing specific, just a conversation. Two people getting together, smoking herb. That's what I find one of the most enjoyable things about cannabis, that it opens up the creative thoughts, thoughts that you would never have normally pop in, play around a little bit, you know? If you're looking for a conversation or share with someone else, definitely give Chernobyl a try. Don't let that low THC scare you off. Well worth it. After we get done that, a little pleasure first. We're going to go into the business side and talk about who else? Mr. Bass Common Collective. Had an interesting hearing this week, kind of setting things up for what's going to happen. Kind of broke things down off of Jim Bohannon. He does a great job setting up the MCB meetings and put them out on YouTube if you haven't seen what he does. Bob Dog. B-O-B-B-D-O-G-G on YouTube. Go check that out. Um, yeah, go into there. Listen carefully to what they say. This is the process of how things happen. There's a few things that stick out to me, and we'll get to it. Enjoy the show. Come on down to Alaskan Blooms for the finest cannabis in Alaska. We've got deals going all week to show our appreciation to wonderful customers just like you. Got a case of the Mondays? Then Munchy Monday is the perfect way to wind down. Swing by and take advantage of our 25% off sale on all edibles. We've got candy, sodas, hash aids, coffee, cookies, and crackers. With so many edibles to choose from, Munchy Monday is a perfect time to save. We're showing love to our concentrate lovers on Turpy Tuesday. On Tuesday, we'll be offering 15% off on all marijuana concentrates. You've got to try the Mac and Black Cherry Soda Terp Sugars. Check out our cartridges, shatters, loud resins, and more. This Wednesday, we'll be welcoming a new addition to our Canna family. So come on by for our introductory sale. Northern Delights has a line of edibles that's sure to top your shopping list at 25% off their products this Wednesday. We just put in a new order for Red Run Hash Aids that should be here in time for next Thirsty Thursday. We decided to keep offering you six of them for the low, low price of $90. If you pick up 12 of them, that's like getting three for free. We're going to change things up a little on Friday this week. It's time to showcase some of the glass we have available. In addition to having all glassware, under $200 on sale for 15% off, we just picked up a bunch of sweet new pipes from Solus Ginger. These pipes come with a glass pendant and Solus Ginger stickers while supplies last. We're going to have to put Shatter Day on hold this week while we restock on some Shatter. In its place, we're offering 10% off all Red Run products. We've got diamonds and other concentrates, hash aids and pre-rolls all on sale for 10% off. And of course, this Sunday is still CBD Sunday. Purchase one CBD product for 10% off, Grab two CBD products and get 20% off. Stock up and get three or more CBD products and save 30% on your whole CBD order. We're closing in fast on our retail shop's one-year anniversary, and we simply can't stop, won't stop, giving you the best deals and the best service. 8 a.m. to midnight, 2443 Arvilla Street, Fairbanks, alaskanblooms.com. 
Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. again to be sitting here with Marcy Luther of Alaskan Blooms Cultivation, bringing us some very fine strains. And we're going to find out what's new for January for 2020 with Alaskan Blooms. Sitting here with a, is this graph pipe? Oh, that's just a little, a local piece. And I'm not sure who originally blew it, but it's, see how it's embellished there. And it says, I love Fairbanks. Yeah, that came from Smoking Deals over on South Cushman. Or Mr. Rock and Roll. What are they calling it now? It might be Mr. Rock and Roll now. Yeah, nice. It's got. I like that smoky glass kind of. It's. I like the feel of them. Yeah, I love Fairbanks, so I just <laughs> fell in love with that pipe. You've been at Fairbanks forever? Not forever. That's right. We talked before, like Arizona and New Mexico. Yeah, I Arizona. came. I came up from Arizona in '06. Yeah. Wow. So you're you're newer than me. Am I? Yes, I came up in like 2000. Or 99. There you go. So what do we got here? That is some Chernobyl grown by Alaskan Blooms. It was just recently released um, over into the retail. It's one of our lower THC testing strains. I'm pulling up the lab here right now. It comes in at 15.63% THC. It's got so much flavor and aroma. You're going to taste some fruitiness, which I feel is most like cherry. And you're also going to have some gassy and hashy flavors in there. With a name like Chernobyl, that's what I was going to expect, right? Yeah. It's definitely a diesel leaning with sweet and sour and fruity notes. Smells really good. Yeah, I love it. Go ahead and give it a whirl. It does have that, uh, it's got gas to it. Definite gas on top. Almost that ammonia flavor. That's not your favorite lately, but. But this has got more gas than the mm-hmm. and it has some... ammonia. I'm gonna just try, try to start <coughs> putting that in my brain instead of that other word. Thanks. Well, it is on the profile. I mean, it's definitely one of the aromas and flavors that cannabis can create. And people look for that. Yeah. I mean, when you look on Leafly, or Leafly, not LeafLink, you know, it's it's in one of the, in their wheel of the flavors. Mm-hmm. Ammonia. Uh-huh. Not cat piss. <laughs> no, they say ammonia, but we all know what that means. Oh, I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it's all about. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so much vocabulary in any culture. And ours is growing so fast. Mm-hmm. And people are just throwing new words out all the time. And it's old words are being revived into what's becoming. And I'm sitting here thinking about flower. Like all the words for cannabis flower are coming out. But the culture's changing more towards dabbage, huh? Concentrates. 
I think there's definitely a group of consumers who their preferred method is concentrates and dabbing and especially like with um, dab bongs. What is that? Mm-hmm. What is that group? Um, I, you know, it's not really age or gender specific. It's, it's just, not? No, I really don't think it is. You know, I, I know some seniors that like doing it that way and they have their reasons for doing it that way. I know young people that like doing it that way. You know, and then I definitely know another group of consumers who really, really strongly prefer flour. You know, I think that's and, where I see. Yeah, and then there's then those people are broken in two, where there's people that really like smoking pipes, and then there's people that only smoke joints, and then the joint smokers they only roll their own or they go buy pre rolls. You know, so it, yeah. Does and, the same thing happen with concentrate also? I guess there's only people that use rigs and then there's certain people that yes. only use straws and some and people that use the There's pens. definitely people who only like pens too. They have they feel like the discreetness and stuff like that is just it, everything they want, you know, for them to be able to enjoy, you, you know, consuming and the pens really provide that where you can be very, very discreet, you know. If, if you're staying at somewhere unfamiliar or if you're trying to travel or anything like that, you know, it's... You're not screaming and smelling like weed, you know. Right. Um, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So there's definitely people who prefer the pens too. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. I, there's there's an old saying, something like, uh, "If you always smell like weed or something, they won't know the difference." <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Or if you're always stoned, they won't know you're not being. Is there a smell at all with with concentrates with pens? Yeah. So when. When someone comes around you that has been smoking concentrate or a pen, or even just a pen, we'll stick with that, you can tell? No, not if a person who's been doing it comes around me. It's more if I walk into a room where it was done within the last five minutes. Just the exhale. Yeah. You know, and then it doesn't necessarily smell like fresh cannabis no. or smoked cannabis. It has another. Yeah. And then it's, it's kind of because you know what it is, then you can smell it, you know, I would imagine. But a non-consumer of concentrates wouldn't know what it is i mean not necessarily yeah Yeah. you'd be like "Hmm." yeah like i was staying in this hostel in hawaii one time and i thought i'd be really slick and sneak a little puff off this vape pen that i had and the ladies knew (laughs) the other ladies in the hostel that were that were staying there yeah they were you know they were women from all over the world because this was in honolulu and so they were in there with little you know bulgarian accents saying is that marijuana (laughs) Did you just like, share? Oh shit! Yeah, no, I just kept it to myself. You know, you never know how other people from other what places. They're asking will, about it. Will or just no, they were it. not curious. They were offended. They were offended. Oh. They were like, "What the heck?" And smelling of. it from your pen. Yeah, and so I wouldn't say that they wouldn't know, but I was. How like, recently was this? This was several years ago. Okay. Yeah, but still, was, I would. I'm surprised that yeah. they would know the smell of it. Yeah, they were young people, you know. And, they were in Honolulu. They smelled weed before. <laughs> Do you remember the first time you smelled cannabis? First time I smelled cannabis. Hmm. I mean, it had to have been, you know, like as a teenager because I grew up in, a, you know, a household where they don't even drink coffee, you know. They, they just don't do anything like that that's addictive. And, the, you know, because of that, then they have this idea that cannabis can fall in that category, you mm-hmm. know. Was it the first time that you consumed that you probably smelled it then? I mean, honestly, I don't remember, you know, 
I remember mine specifically because yeah. it was uh, I was going to a Who concert mm-hmm. when I was 15. Friends were taking their kid and they let him take someone else. I didn't even know who the Who was. I think I knew my generation. Another friend said, you were going to smell pot that night. <laughs> and I was like, what? I was like, how am I going to know? It's going to be magic. That's what, he, that's what it felt like, that conversation. And it's like, how am I going to know what it smells like? You'll know. Uh-huh. You'll know. I was like, okay, okay. And I, I specifically remember being in RFK Stadium in D.C. and smelling something like I have never smelled before in my life. And that's got to be it. <laughs> Right? And it was. And I think it's interesting how humans are drawn to that smell too, you know. And what's, okay, so back to my Honolulu story about trying to find a place to smoke. So we were staying right on the beach near the zoo. And so we went on the wall of the zoo, you know, and here's the ocean and we couldn't see anybody. So we thought people couldn't see us and we lit up. And then we hear these monkeys, all these different monkeys screaming and making these monkey noises. And I'm sure it's because they heard it, or they could smell it, you know, what Coming we were around. doing. Yeah, they could smell the marijuana smoke, and they were making happy ape noises. <laughs> it was awesome. I agree. yeah first there was these angry bulgarians <laughs> and then there was these really excited monkeys they were almost like blow it over here mm-hmm. but anyway we became very self-conscious because of their whoops and their cheers and their noises that we were like we gotta go <laughs> they were like letting you out yeah starting to get paranoid yeah we did they're over here <laughs> there's people doing something that's interesting yep I wonder about that sometimes when I'm hanging out with my dog. Mm-hmm. I have not, um, no, I've not blown smoke on my dog in, not my dog, the one I have now, but when I was younger, my dog definitely got, got high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, and you hear stories about dogs eating, eating edibles. Oh, I've yeah. never had that happen, but I can't imagine <laughs> what that would do to dogs like oh, just what it does to humans and I'm sure you've heard my dog. story about my dog I know what happened I do remember something but I don't I made details. I made this I have this huge pan that I make 24 cupcakes in at once and I made a big batch of loaded cupcakes they were strawberry it was a strawberry cake mix I put like a cup of can of butter in these little things 
So technically, they're like almost pound cakes at this point. Mm -hmm. And so I just pull them out of the oven when my daughter needs to be picked up from um, roller derby. So I leave them there to cool on the stove. You know, I tell everybody, do not touch these. They're hot and they're not for you. And I leave. And when I come back, there's like eight cupcakes left out of 24. And I'm furious. And I'm, I think it's my teenagers, you know. And I'm like, these were loaded. And I told you guys not to touch them. And I was really mad. And they were like, we didn't. It wasn't us. And were I, they pulled out of the pants? I think they were. There was no paper or anything left. They were plucked out, you know, and they were random. And then there or was just also, around the kitchen. Just no, yeah. they were literally plucked out of the pan, and but they weren't like you know eight across. There was like they were left all over the. Oh, pan. so they were still in the pan when the dog got into them. Yeah. Lucky so get then all. I find my dog slumped over in my bedroom on the laundry pile, just oh. and just tore up. And I realized that that's what he's done is he got up on that stove and he plucked out sixteen cupcakes and ate them paper and all. You know how big a dog? He's a hundred and nine pounds. Still, that's a human. It was hard on him. His pupils were huge. He was terrified. He um, he was drooling. He was panting. Did you he, just sit there with him? Yeah, him water? he yeah. Then he like fell up the stairs. We were like trying to take <laughs> him on a little walk, you know. And fell up the stairs. That's he, high. He was, and 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 then once the psychoactive part of it was over, it took him like two days to like be able to drink water and move and everything. I was so angry at him. <laughs> well, you, did you feel now, angry at yourself? No, I mean. He's never done anything like that before, you know? I, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have left them there if I didn't trust them to be fine when I came back 15 minutes later, you know? So he, you've you've made regular brownies and things like that? Yeah, never, I bake all the time. It's been a part. No. And now when cannabis. he smells it happening in the house, he like, he like turns his head when he mm. walks through the kitchen, you know, like he knows. Can of butter. Yeah. And so he, he doesn't like being a stoner dog. But my pit bull does, you know. Like hanging out around it or eating it or... Well, I'll be something. sitting there smoking and then she'll come and like try to be in my personal space. And I'm like just like, can I help you? <laughs> and then I'll blow one at her and she literally takes it in and then she kind of does this like sneezing thing and then she's happy and she leaves me alone. So I know she's... Wanting it. And or else just trying to be a part of it because she's extremely nosy and she's a bulldog and she's got to be in the middle. they think they're part of the family. Right. They have to be in do. the middle of everything. And so it's probably just a combination of both. And here, I'll do what you do. Okay. I don't want to do yeah. it Yeah. Am I a good dog? Oh, yes, I am. Now, pads, they just want to please, don't they? Yeah. That was, um, tell me that strain again. That was Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Great uh, conversation starter. Dude, it was. Yeah. I really like it. And I feel totally stoned off of three hits at 15%. Yes? Yeah. So Is, I think Did you guys get a terpene profile? We on? didn't. We need to... We definitely would like to get them red on that strain. How do you decide? Um, well, if it's strains that we've been growing for years and we've had the terpenes tested on them 19 times, at this point, there really isn't a reason... Mm -hmm. You know, because it's gone. People buy it. And it's well, gone. right, and it already has a following, and people are barely looking at the numbers. They're like, "Silver OG, that's what I want," you know, or "Oh, Black Mamba, give it to me." You know, they don't even care. You know, they just they know and it's that a double it's, the price for the test, right? 
It's another. not really double. It's like sixty or seventy dollars more, depending on where you go. <laughs> All right, so. it's still up. But when we have something new and something that we want to keep, then we definitely want to have the terpenes look at it at least a couple of times. You know, are people starting to look more at that? Um, the chirp number, like I when mean, people are saying, it's got two terps. Or, honestly, when I help attend, which you know isn't really often, I haven't ha- ever had a customer ask me that. But then, as a customer, I really like seeing it. You know, um, I take notice of it, right? You know, like well, especially when I'm shopping around for the cannabis. You know, I'm like, let me find something that's unique somehow. And sometimes plants or concentrates have really unique terpene readings. You know. So that's kind of nice because I'm like always trying to find something new or something interesting to mm-hmm. sample, you know. And I really like seeing it on the concentrates, though. You know, like some of these terpenes are reading at 11 and 12 percent, and mm-hmm. that's really awesome. You know, I'm really interested yeah, in the science too. behind that. You know, like are they all cannabis derived terpenes? Is something getting added to the you know the distillate to make that flavor? If so, what is it? You know, like. Um, I'd like to learn more about that part of it, you know. But yeah, you see something with terpenes up that high, it's like, holy Doesn't crap. have to be listed? What it's in it? I mean, you would think so. But when I read the packaging, I don't notice that their secret is given away. You know, uh, if there is one. So. You mentioned working for the cannabis. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure... The audience knows what's going on there. What, what are you doing? Oh, there's a column that's been in the cannabis for the last uh, about, about a year and a half now, and it's called the Bud Hub. And this is and, a cannabis magazine. Yeah, it's the Alaska Cannabis. Uh huh. It's it's published and produced by statewide, right? Yeah, it is. It's all over the state of Alaska. Uh, I think they even have some outside advertising, possibly going on they've they've got a lot going on it's a free magazine it's given away to everybody who uh, picks it up seeing it monthly coming out yeah new editions we have a really great staff um but yeah i write a featurette about i review four products and i give my opinion about the products and you know down to the packaging and my retail experience and what has been your favorite flower review oh gosh well, something that I'll always buy and that I have written about is I really like locomotion. Yeah. That sounds familiar. I might have had just briefly. It come, Alaskan Blooms was glow, growing No, I, I never write about Alaskan Blooms in the canvas because sure. it's... Right, because I don't want anybody saying that that's why, you know. But there's trust me, there's so many things I want to tell Alaskans about. Um, so we just use other platforms to do it, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But locomotion's an awesome strain. It's it's grown by guest services, I believe, but mm-hmm. it might be boreal because I haven't seen it around, and so I, I'm not completely confident on the cultivator. But it's a great strain. What you do you like see, about it? Should, I love the flavor. It's kind of like a mandarin cookie, but it also mm-hmm. has a lot more like fruity sourness to it, and it's just so good. You know. What do you think? We had last week strain names. And one of my friends was on and we were talking to, he really wants a classic strain name. Mm. He is overwhelmed. <laughs> he does not like, he's got an axe to grind about all these different names coming up. Uh, pink lemonade, sour, you know, whatever, whatever Hershey Kiss melts or just anything. When people make up their own name, is that yes. what you mean? That's his axe he's grinding? Yes. I have 
not a lot of faith that I'm really getting what I say, what they say I'm getting, and that you can just make up a strain name, you can find some seeds under the seat of your car, and you can Alaska Cheesecake Factory Kush, and who's to say otherwise? Well, I mean, I definitely understand that because from the breeder's standpoint, you're not giving them credit for their work. There you go. And I think when you don't source things in a reliable way, then you lose your legitimacy. And we're trying to gain more information. Right. You know, so, but on the other hand, it's like, even if two um, different cultivators were growing the exact same cut, it could turn out completely different. And so, therefore, you could say that it's the combination of the genetics and the cultivator that make that end product, and so why not name it whatever they want? Should it just be the cultivator's name in front of it, or, you know... Um, I think like, that what you do is you, in the description of the strain, you talk about where it really came from, right, and you tell limit, people that, yeah, that this parenting. is a special cut of this strain, which is these genetics, you know? There's nothing wrong with saying that. I really like you knowing know? it. You can kind of guess what it is, like locomotion. I'm sitting there thinking, is that a train wreck? Is, yeah, is that... I don't know. It's a local Fairbanks strain. It's probably oh. all over Alaska, honestly, because I, the place I've mostly seen it at, actually the only place I've seen it at is at the various grass station locations, you know. Because for a while, <laughs> they were the ones really keeping really new and really diverse, you know, cultivation, you know, selection on their shelves. You at know. grass stations? Okay. Yeah. Well, they had a, They seemed to bring a, from all over the state. Yeah. Right? Where... They, and they had some specific um, cultivators that other people didn't, you know? Mm, so, a... yeah, I think... Canna was... Bear Blue Farm. Can... What is that? Do you know that one? Oh, Blue Bear Canna Farm? Yeah, I really like that. Oh, yeah, I love theirs. That's another classic one is her green crack. Victor. 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 Okay. What's up, mister? How are you? Good seeing you, man. Yeah, you. Uh, well, it looks like we better wrap it up, maybe. Let's do it. Did you guys want to say hi? Brick, right? Turn off. Oh, snap. Just released at Alaskan Blooms in the retail today, January 10th. Is Forum Girl Scout Cookies, Cookies and Cream, a new harvest of our superstar bird, and our second harvest of our brand new one on the block, Strawberry Diesel Space Dude. Highly recommend that you all stop on in. There's some great stuff going on. Thank you, Marcy. You're welcome. Be sure to check out Marcy Luther's edition of the Bud Hub this month, January's edition of the Alaska Cannabis where she looks at Petrichor Soda, Bubble Bomb, Nebula Crystals, and Grown Sugar Coated Pearls. Definitely check that out. You can get it at Alaskan Blooms, I know. Where you at? How that? At Alaskan Blooms. What are you doing? Packaging packages for Alaskan Blooms retail. The finest cannabis at the lowest prices in the state. 8 a.m. to midnight, 2443 R Villa Street, Fairbanks, AlaskanBlooms.com. Alaskan Blooms Retail. We got this. We got this.
Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under its influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For use only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children. Marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. January 10th, this is a telephonic meeting of the Alaska Marijuana Control Board. We are convening in the matter of Ronald Bass, Handler Permit 10571, Lacey Bass, Handler Permit 21919, DBA Common Collective LLC, License Number 10799, and DBA Houston Grass Station LLC, License 11050. Uh, we are considering an accusation that has been brought forward by the director of the Alaska Marijuana Control Office. And Mr. Bass, Mrs. Bass, are you on the line? Yes, absolutely. Here we are. Yes. Okay, and you're represented by counsel? Yes. yes. And for the, for, the rec- for the record, will you tell us who your counsel is? Okay, Ms. Franklin, you're also on the You're also present, Ms. Franklin. I am. I'm here. Okay, thank you very much. Anyone's ears perk up when they heard Cynthia Franklin? Is this the same Cynthia Franklin that we all knew years ago? Director of AMCO? Ms. Wilson uh, of the Alaska Department of Law represents AMCO in this matter. Mr. Chair, on December 23rd uh, of 2019, the division, excuse me, the Marijuana Control Board director served an accusation upon all of the named respondents uh, personally during a, a meeting held on that date. Uh, so you're aware following that, on December 31st, uh, the respondents filed a notice of defense. So the counts in this case um, relate to a matter that you've addressed in the past regarding uh, an administrative hold that was placed on um, marijuana and products derived from that marijuana uh, based upon an allegation of pesticides that are not permitted to be um, dis- disseminated on those plants being, being put on them. As you're aware, we've already come to the board and on a to address enforcement of that administrative hold, and the respondents um, had no objection to the hold for the purpose of of determining whether the pesticides that were alleged to be on the plants were indeed on the plants. Um, Since that hearing, the State Department of Environmental Conservation has sent the plants to an outside lab, and they have confirmed the presence of the pesticides in the levels addressed in the accusation. As an initial matter, none of these products are permitted to be used on marijuana plants. On a, as a second matter, a, a, they pose health risk to people, especially if combusted. So where we are today is uh, bringing an accusation based upon witness testimony 
alleging that the respondents are responsible for these acts as well as other acts addressed in the accusation regarding a prior sewer um, spill that impacted the plan. I can go over each of the counts if you'd like, but that's that's the general fact scenario of where we are today and, and why the accusation is before you. As, as everybody notes, this is a fairly complex matter uh, in terms of uh, witnesses, in terms of evidence. And so, uh, Ms. Wilson, you and I spoke yesterday. Uh, you suggested that, uh, correct me, uh, either yourself or Ms. Franklin, if I'm mistaken on this, that there is a suggestion that the board divert this matter directly to the Office of Administrative Hearings. Is that correct? That's correct, um, Mr. Chair. Based upon the complexity of the case, and I will tell you that the defense is, or the respondents are, are contesting their responsibility. So we're going to have a number of witnesses that will need to address both the spill and, and the pesticide issue uh, that would require a fairly lengthy hearing in order for respondents to have due process enough to be able to prove, prove the case by the preponderance of the evidence. So although um, the Marijuana Control Board is not mandated by the Administrative Procedure Act to refer this accusation to the Office of Administrative Hearing for its first hearing, I do recommend that based upon the complexity of the, of the case and the skill set of the uh, OAH that this is just the kind of case you want to refer. Now, once referred, you know, we, we hold a hearing there, the ALJ will issue a proposed decision. Both Ms. Franklin and I can contest that proposed decision and all our, our statements and the decision go to the board for a final decision. If during that, you know, even reviewing the document, you see something that was not addressed at that hearing that you think should have been addressed, you can refer that back to the Office of Administrative Hearings. So I, I don't want to leave you with the impression that you're losing all of your, your authority to decide facts in this matter. You're not. You're always going to be the final decision maker. Okay, Ms. Franklin, um, do you uh, have any uh, any difference with anything that Ms. Wilson just said? No, Mr. Chair, thank you. We, I would add that our specific regulatory scheme anticipates the board being able to make this determination under 3AAC 306-835-B. When we requested a hearing under this section, the board may request the Office of Administrative Hearings to conduct the hearing in compliance with due process. Um, I'm in agreement with Ms. Wilson that there's going to be a lot of witnesses. It may take a while to get the evidence on. And I'm familiar with the Office of Administrative Hearings, the reason them in terms of providing us due process. So I would request, if it's not really my position under the regulation for me to request, but recognizing the regulation is there, we're in agreement with Ms. Wilson that that's the best course. Through this two-month process, what is the licensee's status? Through the chair, this is Joan Wilson. Currently, the product, all product 
they have or may have, to my understanding, is an administrative hold. So there's no ability, no public, and Mr. Rooks can correct me if I'm wrong, but there's no public safety risk of the product being disseminated. Now, don't you just get all warm and fuzzy right there? There is no safety problem right now. There's no hazards. What about all that was smoked? What about all that was consumed already? What's going to happen with that? And when you turn it in, is there anything? Is there any record of who turned it in? Or I don't know. That, that's one of the things I... Government, they're there to protect you, right? There is still an issue of the grow. And I, I know um, Ms. Franklin and the respondent have, have an approach that they would like to discuss either with AMCO or with the OAH about how to address that. But I think at a minimum, they would have the ability to maintain their plans and not sell. I don't know if Ms. Franklin disagrees with any of that, but that's my understanding of where they are. Or may still operate, it just may not sell common collective products. Uh, yeah, good, Mr. Schultz. So I just want to clarify, and, and uh, at this point, both Rod and Lacey Bass still have their marijuana handlers card, and the retail store is still open. They're able to sell products from other cultivators, other processors, but anything that they grow is on administrative hold. They can continue to grow it. They can continue to harvest and cure it and do whatever, but they can't leave the premises. Is that correct? Wow. Did you guys hear that? He's allowed to cultivate, grow, do all he does except transfer it. Do you think this opens up the door for some uh, diversion of product? What do you think? Or maybe if he brings in product from other stores, do you think any of his products going to be padded in there? Are we going to trust what's happening right now? Again, not guilty yet. Due process. Due process, right? Case uh, AM19-1700 is referred to the Office of Administrative Hearings. Um, now, on the matter of uh, status quo, anything that anything that's being grown at Common Collective, anything that's being cured is subject to the administrative hold. Ms. Franklin, is Common Collective continuing to uh, conduct new cultivation? Now, while we're waiting for her to answer that question, let's just take a poke. Fifteen seconds to answer the last time. Let's see when he asks again how long it takes. They're doing new starts, is what is my question. Might as well while we're waiting again, right? Mr. Chair, the metric code prevents them from doing much. I mean, they want to do those charts, but because they can't really do anything in metric regarding cultivation, you know.
we get to a point in four weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, whatever, where the licensee is asking to have the administrative hold released for some product at a later date, I guess I, I would want to know what has been done to the grow to ensure that it's that it's sanitary. Because uh, right now, I mean, some of these accusations are pretty stark. And I, I guess I'm throwing this out there as a, as a in deference to the licensee because if we get to that point two or three months from now and nothing concrete has been done to sanitize the facility, I'd be really reluctant to see any of this product released to the public. I'll say that now so that we're not having an awkward discussion three months from now. Sure. Well, you know, obviously there's the, the product that's been administratively seized now, I think you've probably seen, I hope you've seen, um, it is all being impounded for destruction by, uh, by enforcement. So anything that's been in the stores, uh, any, anything that's administratively held is, is basically gone now. It's, it's off the market completely. I would venture that pending on the ultimate outcome that if there was going to be, uh, you know, uh, the scenario you're you're discussing, I think there would probably be some uh, here's a here's a here's a quarter for the pot pun pot some stringent conditions on reopening, but that's that's just that's a speculation on my part. I'm not speaking for the board, but I would I would agree with with you, Mr. Schulte. I would share your concerns entirely. But let's let's cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah, go ahead. For the record, uh, I would like to clarify that we are just collecting the marijuana and marijuana products that is held at retailers and other licensees, not at Common Collective, and we are collecting them with the assistance of licensees that have volunteered to collect them for us and investigators going out in the field. These items will be held until the board determines the outcome, or OAH determines the outcome of what's going to happen with these. And I also would like to, uh, you know, thank Bruce for bringing up the issue of the marijuana and the cleanliness of it, because as a reminder, regardless of what happens with this, at the end of it, we do not have a mechanism to test for pesticides. We had to use an outside source. AMCO is urging all who have products from the distributor to immediately stop using the product, bring them into one of the designated collection spots to be properly disposed of by AMCO officials. Individual stores across the state not affiliated with the contaminated products or the two businesses responsible have volunteered as collection points. In Fairbanks, Green Life Supply, Anchorage, Alcohol Marijuana Control Office, Secret Garden Cannabis, and in Juneau, Green Elephant. If you're not in the three city centers, don't know what to tell you. I guess you'll just have to figure out how to dispose it yourself. Anyone got any ideas? Throw it away. Throw it out in the woods. Really? You're going to return all this stuff? What's going to happen to it then? I don't know. I don't know. And, and I, w- I will say that uh, in, in past conversations with individuals that have uh, been uh, intrigued by cultivation, I certainly heard them say, nobody's going into my place without Tybex suits and booties. So. But again, that comment should not be taken as, as directed towards Common Collective, Ms. Franklin. That's just a, just a aside to, 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 to the board. But we, we do, you know, our interest is public health and safety. And as was expressed by Mr. Schulte and by Chief Holscher and by myself, you know, that's, that's foremost of all. 
Miller for clarification. It's based on Mr. Schultz's question. So right now there's an administrative hold on all harvested marijuana and all plants that were in cultivation at the time the administrative hold was put on. If someone did decide to do a bunch of cuttings or plant a bunch of seeds next week, do those go on administrative hold, or how does that work? Yeah, that was the crux of my question. Chief, we'll go to you, and I believe, I believe, Ms. Franklin, you said that they're not doing any new planting or or not. But, but Chief, go ahead and take it, take it away first. So... What we have been doing is monitoring common collections metric uh, activity, and when they clone or take a clipping from a mother plant or create new clippings from clones or put plants in vegetative status from clones, we have been putting those on hold, uh, administrative hold, so they can't be transferred or moved um, to another licensee. So essentially, common collections has been resorted to doing normally what they do they just can't transfer it. They are not restricted in any way from this administrative hold from not growing anything. They can still grow things, grow the marijuana. They just can't transfer it out of their facility. Administrative hold, seizure in place. So they can't do anything other than take care of their plants and go about their business as they would have been, uh, with the exception of transferring to another licensee. Yeah, I got this. Sorry, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to clarify or further confuse my earlier comments, but I'll I'll try. I guess where I was going with that is, you know, there would appear to have been some contamination of pesticides, of, of human waste, you know, of various kinds in the facility in the past. If we if we anticipate, you know, looking in the future, for if, if we're if we're in March or April and we're looking at releasing some products from an administrative hold, I would expect to see some period of time where the facility was completely shut down, emptied, and sterilized. That's what I was getting at. Because in my view, there has to be a point in time where we can look at it, we can look at the record, video and otherwise, and say that facility is as sanitary as one could reasonably expect for products being grown and sold to the public. That's, that's what I was getting at. Mr. Chair, this is Cindy Franklin. If I could Go ahead, Ms. Franklin. For the board, and especially in light of Mr. Holter's comments, Common Collective has not been going to plant. And so, that, you know, if, the, if they have clippings or something that's being put in metric and then being held, I want to assure Mr. Schulte and the board that Common Collective, as soon as the administrative hold is resolved in some way, have already a plan to take down uh, their structure, to clean the facility out, sterilize it, and when they get back up and running, we hope they will be, they will be, they will have done all of those things that Mr. Schulte expressed concern about.
let's not go any further talking about Comic Collective or anything in the future because the matter has been handed off. Hey, thank you for joining us on Far North Tokers. You can find more episodes of this time capsule of Alaskan cannabis on SoundCloud and iTunes. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send questions and comments to midtoker at farnorthtokers.com. M-I-D-T-O-K-E-R at farnorthtokers.com. Here's Toker. If you wanna, you wanna fight, you wanna call 50 fucking people, I got that. I got 100. I got fucking 600. You think you're better than me, better than me? Come on with it, motherfucker. I'm right fucking here. I'm a soldier. You're a victim. Fuck off. You're a victim. <laughs>